Hey everyone, welcome to Bible and Breakfast. I'm excited for our guest today, Kyle McVeigh. Uh, Kyle's a really good friend of mine, known him for several years. Um, he's the athletic director at Schaumburg Christian School in Schaumburg, Illinois, and he also does a lot of coaching and and pretty much has his hands on every aspect of their athletic program at the school. But Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Andrew. I'm excited. I uh, love listening to the podcast and looking forward to talking today. <laughs> Awesome. Kyle's one of those guys who I know, you know, he tells me he listens to the podcast and he might be, he might be my only listener some days, but I'm really excited to have him here. And Kyle, can you just kind of talk? I know, obviously we'll get into some of the the sports and athletic director stuff a little bit later, but can you just kind of start out by sharing some things that, that maybe God's been working on you with um, just in regards to your personal life, your, your coaching, your leading, um, and just talk about how that faith has uh, been really important for you. Yeah, so there's like two things uh, that I think God's been really trying to get a hold of me with the last um, several months, uh, even to a year. Uh, is first one is patience. Um, I am not most. I, I feel like most coaches aren't patient people in general, um, and I feel like that's definitely not me um, in my personality. I want to keep going, 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 next thing, all that kind of stuff. But um, Romans twelve twelve talks about uh, rejoicing and hope being patient in tribulation and being constant in prayer. And it's one of the fruit of the spirit. And, and that's been really hard for me and my personal life, just what my wife and I are going through with trying to adopt and um, being patient in that journey. Um, and also just as a coach, um, athletic director, like trying to find that balance between um, trying to do the next best thing for the program or for your team or even for a player individually, but also being patient in the moment to just enjoy the process, to love on them in that moment. Uh, that's that just trying to find that balance there has been big. Um, it just also just having joy in the moment um, is not an easy thing, but patience is clearly what God calls us to do and in, in being in prayer and that as well. And then kind of along those lines is, this phrase that I kind of grew up hearing from my dad and it's more of an English term. Um, everyone uses the word anxious when they're talking about like, I'm anxious about uh, something good happening in my life. And it's actually eager is the better word to use there, uh, which is excitement. Anxious means you're like nervous in a bad way, maybe sick or like to the point of like super worried about the situation. And Philippians four, six to seven calls us to be, this eagerness, not anxious, where it says, don't be anxious about anything, but with everything, with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And verse seven is what is the, the best part of a relationship with Jesus is, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I think that's what we're all seeking as believers and also non-believers to have that peace in the midst of all these storms and things that are going on in our world. And the only way to do that is to have a relationship with Jesus and to rest in him. And that allows us to be eager, excited for the future, but not anxious. And in the jobs that we have, like as coaches and ADs, there's always, always that possibility of who knows what the future will hold. And yet to be eager and excited, knowing that God holds our future is something I'm trying to rest in and trust his plan. Yeah. And I think, you know, as, as coaches and leaders, we often tell, like, if we see a player struggling with something, it could be on the court or it could be off the court, just with their family, with their life, school, whatever it might be. Like, I think it's really, obviously coaches, we try and 
try and help them. We try and encourage them. We try and help them see what the future can hold and give them a vision. But, you know, I think sometimes young kids and young players, even, even adults, like they'll kind of write you off and be like, man, you don't, you don't know what I'm going through. Like you're not in my shoes, but you kind of alluded to like, you've had some ups and downs recently with, you know, the adoption process and just learning about yourself as a leader and as a man. And and I think when your players, because one thing I, I really appreciated about, about Kyle is that he, he lit, like he, he talks about this stuff, but it, it's really what you live and it's how you, you know, I see you carry yourself. And I know that you have these discussions with your players, you have these discussions with your coaches. And I think that, that earns a lot of respect. Have you kind of seen, you know, you, kind of dealing with some adversity and some struggles that it's allowed you to better lead the people that you work with every day? Yeah, definitely. I think it's opened me up to, I think I, I honestly think about it all the time. Why, why are kids doing what they're doing? Um, there's something behind the scenes. Uh, and so uh, whether that's relationships with parents um, that aren't going well or relationships with friends or maybe just, a loss of a grandparent or a, a close family member, whatever it might be, there's, there's things going on in everyone's lives. And to take that into consideration where we get so caught up in the moment of, Hey, work harder on defense or, Hey, do this in practice. And you're, you know, you kind of get on them to work hard. And then you realize afterwards, like, yeah, coach, I, yeah, my, my grandma passed away this week and I'm still just trying to figure out what, like how life's going to be without her or whatever it might be. And it makes you realize that there are far deeper things going on in these kids' lives than just the game of basketball. And that's, that's what life is. Right. And so to find out sooner than later, I guess is my goal. And by having good relationships that allows me to do that. And that's a constant, like, it's a constant thing. You have to keep up with them. You got to text them, message them, talk, you know, when you can, whatever it is to, to, see what's going on in their lives so you know and you can be a part of that journey with them so that's that's been a big goal for me and definitely not perfect at it but something i strive to do every day is just constantly build those those relationships i think that's one thing you know for coaches who are listening it's so important to have those relationships because there's so many guys in this business who can you know, do the workouts, they can watch film and they're really smart about basketball. They know the ins and out about basketball. They can help people grow on the floor and they're really good at it. But if, if you want to see a player reach his full potential and you want to see him, you know, succeed at the highest level possible, those relationships are necessary because it, like you said, it develops trust, it develops a connection and it builds this relationship that allows a coach to really put his skills on the floor to work because the kid's going to trust him with his life off the floor as well. And I know for you at Schaumburg, you know, player development is something that you're really big on, not just for basketball, but for all your sports. And you put a, you put an emphasis on developing, you know, the player, but more so the whole person. Can you talk a little bit about what you guys do and kind of some things that you've implemented to help, um, you know, the players go through this process of growth. Yeah. So we're, we, we're a Christian school, obviously. So we want to talk about our faith all the time. And so we share before every, um, before every practice, before every game, something God's been teaching us. And uh, that's, I think, important aspect of it. So the spiritual aspect, um, leadership, so like mentality, uh, mindset, we talk about all the time. Um, we're good friends, obviously, with Adam Bradley, who does lead him up. And uh, so I've had him come in and speak 
and we try to go through his um, curriculum that he has and we do that with our teams as much as possible whenever we can and uh, leadership mindset like that uh, and being open and honest about it all the time like I've, I've told my guys like my struggles uh, my journey through adoption different things that have gone on in life and I think it builds those connections and really helps them understand that like life isn't perfect um, but how do we continue to lead as leaders when life isn't perfect and um, and then obviously yeah the, the aspect of you know the physical development is important as well and and on court and all that stuff but I, I agree with you that if you can't if you don't have it um, the other aspects the the on court aspect will not be as good and so um, we had a senior this year that was an incredible leader for us and it was fun to see him grow from a freshman all the way up to a senior and it took time but he really bought into like this matters and my relationship with Jesus matters and my relationship with my teammates matters and I want to lead the right way and it made our team a ton better because he was he was the one leading a lot of that stuff he had relationships with the guys he was bringing them with him to to shoot and to to talk about Jesus other things so it really helped our team be better and so we talk about that and but when you have a guy that actually does it um it's really fun and encouraging to see um, because other guys want to be around that. And so we've we've built that culture over the last several years because we've had other guys um, before him that really, he would admit it, like he had, a, as a sophomore, he had a senior that invested in him a ton and just called him to higher things and in terms of being a better leader and player. And it's impacted his life um, because he's had opportunities now that he might not have had if it wasn't for that guy pouring into him. Yeah, and you know, as a as an athletic director, you get to see these kids obviously in all the sports it's not you're not just focused solely on basketball or focused solely on baseball and you know I think there's a discussion that kind of goes on like well you know should I pick one sport to kind of focus on and get really good at and maybe get a college scholarship as a basketball player or you know is it better for kids to you know play multiple sports maybe they don't get as good at one thing as they do another but they they really work on different uh, coordinations and skills and techniques that might help them. What are, what are some of your thoughts and things that you've seen, obviously being able to see kids at multiple age levels, multiple sports. Um, but what, are, what are some of your thoughts on multi-sport athletes and single sport athletes? Yeah. So I, that's what I love about my job is I get to work with, so we have camps this summer and I'm working with for incoming first graders. So we get, obviously, as a school of preschool to high school, we get to, to work with those kids. And I'm the athletic director of all of that. So um, we really see them from the ground up in terms of literally we have kids coming into camp this summer that have never played the sport before. And um, that's, that's fun and exciting because you really get to see the joy of the game process for them. And so I would say what I'm passionate about is giving kids opportunities, especially early on, just to love sports and to enjoy it. And I think what happens is once they love it, they want to do it more, right? And so they practice it. They're in the front yard playing catch or shooting hoops or whatever it is. And at some point along the way, I feel like that just from my experience of 10 years coaching and being in this position that they start to lose the love of the game because it becomes a job or it becomes a like you're required to do this. Your parents are making you play this sport only or whatever. And I think it's not an easy answer, but I think part of it is like, we need to keep the love of the game there. And I think what ends up happening is a lot of these kids get burned out 
before they even – I mean, sometimes we get them in there in high school and they're burned out. Like, they don't even want to keep playing, um, and especially by the time they get to college. I've seen it with my some friends that I have um, locally here and others that by the time they got to college, like, I don't even want to play college basketball or whatever sport it is because I just don't want to keep doing this. Like, my body's dead, and it's just not fun anymore. And, and fun is a very – relative term, right? Fun can be, mean a lot of different things for people. But I think having a love for the game is competing, growing, learning, all of that stuff. But it's having a love and passion for it is different than just grinding until you don't have anything left. And burnout is huge. And like, I've felt that in my job, right? And I had to realize like, okay, what's a healthy, healthy mindset here? What's a healthy, um, like what's a healthy week look like for me. And, um, and I think that's the same thing we need to do with athletes. So playing multiple sports, I think allows for that. Like I grew up and I know you did too, like playing multiple sports and it was fun. Like I don't want kids to miss out on opportunities because they're stuck doing one thing. And so at our school, we need those kids to play other sports a lot of times to, to field some teams or just become, be better in teams. Um, but it also builds them in terms of like, skill development. There's so many things that correlate to the game of basketball, let's say, that I coach as the varsity coach that playing soccer helps you with or playing baseball helps you with or or even just running track or something like that. So I love connecting those dots for athletes. And like the kid I we I mentioned that was our best leader for basketball, he ran track in high school and middle school. Um, he played soccer for us. He was our goalie. I'm like, how? what better spot, you know, to like put a, an athlete like that than the goalie position? And he loved it. Um, he was a part of our, some championship runs that we had. And like it was a great experience for him. And I, my final point on that would be like they're missing out on like what it is to be a student athlete in high school. Like it's not all about just playing the game. It's about hanging out with friends, like going on trips um, and really building those relationships. And I think a lot of times when kids end up playing just travel or AAU and stuff, they don't have the same experience that uh, if you play in high school and middle school you, that you have. And I think those are sad things that are going on right now. And doesn't mean it just changes overnight, but I think it's stuff that parents need to be aware of and, and coaches need to support as well is letting kids be kids and enjoying the moment because they're going to, they're going to work the rest of their lives. And so <laughs> to, to have to work at your, your sport as well and where it becomes just like a job to them um, is not the healthiest thing. Yeah. I mean, even as you're talking about that, I'm, I'm thinking of some of these pro athletes who have played multiple sports and you talk about keeping the love for the game and the passion for the game and not burning out. And you got guys like, you know, Tom Brady, he, he played, he got drafted for baseball. He played baseball. He played football. Uh, you got guys like Tony Romo had a long career, played football, basketball, golf, uh, you got guys, you know, you watch them on TV, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, they're good golfers. Like Patrick Mahomes yeah. played base, uh, Kyler Murray played baseball. And there's just, you think of these high profile athletes, Michael Jordan had a long career. You know, he was a multiple sport athlete and these guys keep their love for the game, their passion for the game. And I think that's a big reason because they were able to, you know, they were good at one sport, but they played a bunch of things. And I, I think that that is a key for kids to understand the enjoyment and the, in the process and the enjoyment of just getting to be with different, a different group of friends, a different coach, a different uh, field to play, whatever it might be. So that's really good. What a, like, yeah, even like, was it Giannis too? Like he didn't even play basketball 
So he was yeah, a certain soccer, age. Soccer. Yeah, he played soccer. So soccer and the, I mean, their footwork the, and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, and like, and it also it's refreshing because he hasn't been playing his whole life, you know, since he was in first grade, and that's the only thing he's been playing because he's been tall and like, no, he played soccer growing up. His footwork's mm-hmm. incredible. And now all of a sudden he picks up a basketball and he's really good at that too because he's a freak. But like it also yeah. it just it makes it more fun and enjoyable, I think, overall. Yeah. So um no doubt. yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, parents, let your kids play multiple sports <laughs> and kids make sure you do that. So um I know you're a big branding guy too. You know, right now you have your your Schaumburg t shirt on. I know you've given me a That's couple right. of t shirts in the past and you always have a, a theme that you kind of roll with every year. So I know this, this last year, I think your theme was eyes up. So one, I, I want to kind of hear what that means, where you got that from. And also what is your process when you're thinking, you know, before a season over the summer and you're going into the next school year, like how do you go about picking a theme and what, what's kind of the process you think through with all that? Yeah. So I came up with a hashtag a couple of years ago. It's been like, I think the first year I was AD. So nine years ago. And I didn't really plan on it being like a yearly thing, but it kind of became that. And so now it's picking a, picking a new one every year, which is can be tricky, especially in the day and age we live in because every hashtag has been taken. But to be honest, the first one I ever used was Rise Up, which was from you reading some of your blogs back in the day and, and different things. And so I just we just our cheerleaders ended up putting a poster up just painted on there uh, in our life center. And it sat there and I was like, this is cool. And we kind of just had that mindset all year. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, we should do this consistently and just have a theme and a focus for the year for our athletes and coaches and just our whole staff. And so eyes up was one that's been on my mind for a long time Um, as basketball coaches or just any coach in general. Like the biggest thing you say is like a soccer basketball coach is like, Hey, your head up, eyes up, you know, as you're dribbling or see your teammates or, hey, it's okay, head up, head up, right? Like be confident or you didn't, you know, do well there, but like keep your head up. Let's keep going here. And so for us, eyes up is first thing is to God. So looking to him um, and, and there's a second Chronicles 2012 talks about this. Jehoshaphat um, is the king of Israel and he talks about um, this whole army coming at them. And the first thing he does is call Israel, his, his people together and pray. And in verse 12, it says, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are set on you. And I love that phrase. Like the first thing the king does is say, God, we need you. And there's verses leading up to that point, but our, our eyes should be set on him first as a, as a Christian school, as Christian athletes, coaches. We're set on uh, on Christ first. And then the second thing is uh, to others. So to God and to others. So our eyes are up to others. And how do we serve them? How do we look to help them grow? And so Philippians 2.4, um, I love Philippians. And 2.4 says, let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so that's the, the example that Jesus sent uh, displayed for us. And so we want to do that as well. And so we want to be teaching our athletes to look at other people, especially in the day and age that it's all about how I look on Instagram or how I look as an athlete to care about my teammates, to care about people that aren't even my teammates that are classmates and to invest in them. That's important. So that's, that's our hashtag this year. I think it was, I think it was helpful. It's, it's in our, um, Life Center and our middle gym, both of our gyms. And it's just a constant reminder to keep our eyes up. And then to the branding of that and like how we do that, I think um, it's just something that 
God's been teaching me for the year. So I already have an idea for this coming year. And sometimes it sticks really well and kids like love it. And other times it's like, eh, that might not have been the best one, but it got the point across, but maybe it wasn't as cool sounding or whatever. So I'm always trying to find that, as I say, balance of like what's, what's cool and catchy, but also makes the, the point. And so we'll see if this, this coming year's one uh, hits, hits that. But at the end of the day, they know what I'm talking about and it's a good reminder and our coaches use it. Uh, it's in our gyms, like I said. And so I use it in every post that we put on um, our Conquer Nation account for our athletes. And so it's just a constant reminder. And this year's was, I think, a really good one. It stuck in there really well. And yeah, we're all about, I say branding. Like We want to make sure people know who we are as a school. And it also, I think for athletes, if you have good branding and you have good you know, jerseys and everything else, you know, obviously if you look good, you play good. That's my, that's my <laughs> thing I say all the time. So we're passionate about making sure um, kids are proud to be at Chamber Christian and to, to wear the, the logo and the gear that we have. Do you have your theme picked for next year already? I do. Are I you do. able to release that on the podcast <laughs> or is that? Oh man. Um, yeah, I have it. I think, uh, I, I, I think I have it. Let's put it that way. So yeah. maybe I'll make an official awesome. post later. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. Last question for you. This is this is going to be the toughest one you have of the day, but you know, we have kind of a, a baseball rivalry feud and I want to hear who your prediction is for the NL central champions this season. Okay. So I'm, I love the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals always have always will. And um, the Brewers have been annoying me the last couple of years because they've actually been consistent through the whole year. And we've talked about this before. So that really is annoying because it used to just be the Cardinals all the time and the Cubs would, you know, just be horrible. And it was, I'm from, I live in Chicago. So it's so much fun when the Cubs are bad and you just enjoy the Cardinals winning all the time. But the Brewers have been a consistent threat and it's been really annoying the last couple of years. But and I also don't want to jinx the Cardinals. That's a big thing for me is calling it out too early. But I would have to say my faith and confidence is in the Cardinals. Um, you got Albert Pujols back, which is just, I mean, like what more could the Cardinals want uh, as fans? And he's awesome. He's there, the grandpa in the clubhouse with Wayne Wright. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals just because we have the juice of Pujols back. His last time playing for us, we won the World Series. So there's just a lot there. Um, and I think our young guys are playing really well. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Cardinals um, and pray that that is truly the case. Well, that was the whole point of the question was to try and get you to jinx the Cardinals. So I'm glad that you, <laughs> you took the bait and we'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm not uh, sure if the Reds have a shot at this for our buddy, Tad, but um, doubtful. We'll, we'll see what happens. So Kyle, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us and appreciate your wisdom. Yes, sir. Enjoy.